bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey everybody welcome to another spoiled movie review i'm your host rod and i'm all here by myself ready to give you a review of the latest movie i just watched and the movie is the uh glass onion a knives out uh st- <laughs> knives out story i know he hates that a knives out mystery i'm sorry glass onion and knives out mystery by ryan johnson one of my favorite directors but uh he hates that netflix made him do that Uh, he just wanted to call it glass onion um anyway no trailers obviously to talk about no comments to talk about we're gonna get right into this review it'll probably be short um i'll talk about what i like what i didn't like score from zero to five of course it's for people that have seen the movie don't ever care about seeing the movie or don't care about spoilers because i do spoil the movie um that's just what we do here and it, edward norton is the murderer okay told you i spoil it um all right let's talk about what we liked about this movie and by we i mean just myself i don't know you um first of all i love daniel craig as benoit blanc i know he is at this point it's 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 matlock it's angela lansbury you know it's 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 time for my grandma to sit me down by her knee and just watch her stories with her you know that's and the way he chews up the scenery with this character is so fun and his accent is so fun and i don't really i you know i have i'm not a huge accent guy as far as like you could see that he was slipping in the third act like it to me it's just fun it's almost like watching a play or something and i just love i love this character and i did want to see more of him he stole the show in the original knives out and uh he had a lot of heavy lifting to do here and he still does deliver in the way that that character you know the acting for that character is um another positive obviously casting uh ryan johnson's gonna always bring a strong ass cast i think that was the secret to the first one and i think this is them trying to repeat that movie magic of the first one by going out and getting a bunch of like great character actors or big personalities and giving them you know roles in this murder mystery um it looks great it's extremely opulent uh uh it's extremely um uh well shot uh it 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 becomes a uh critique on class and wealth and richness and 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 privilege and all this shit and they do a good job of unfolding all of that as far as um through the the lens of the camera and seeing how these people live and what celebrity and fame and wealth and and ambition and greed has done to all these people um i love the tropes that because you know in these movies you're not really full 3d characters everybody's kind of like playing a role you know you're 
what is it Sar- sergeant mustard or whatever <laughs> you know like colonel mustard like you're 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 just it's clue you know they it, they get a little too on the nose this movie where they actually literally bring up clue and play clue they're in the fucking movie but anyway we'll get to that in the negatives uh but but yeah like i like the archetypes you know dave batista as duke cody the online uh man of spear toxic dude you know um birdie j kate hudson plays like this celebrity who's like a total shit show and and has terrible judgment and causing controversy all the time um you know it's just good it's just though like the, the way they wrote that that stuff and those archetypes and the commentary that Rian johnson clearly wanted to make on those type of people um was all throughout the movie and i thought some of the funnier stuff witticisms or whatever was that was where they came from is just idea of like you know oh what about you know the people that are politicians but they'll totally sell out their cause for you know uh another you know for to be reelected or to have a campaign finance you know stuff like that so they he got those jabs jabs in and i would say the strongest jabs are at uh miles braun edward norton's character who uh, essentially i think this whole movie was a vehicle to deconstruct the idea of the wealthy white heterosexual billionaire genius that and the way that we equate money with genius the way we equate lack of morals and grifting with genius um and the way that we are constantly lowering the bar for people like that in a way we never lower the bar for anybody else anybody else would be like as a fucking thief anybody else would be like yeah that's a terrible thing to do but instead we're like yeah it's smart and and it hits the nail on the head with this one exchange of dialogue where someone's like oh this is so dumb it's so dumb it's actually brilliant and then daniel craig's character benoit black is like no it's just dumb and i was like that is a great i feel like they wrote that line and then said we have to make a two-hour movie around this you know (laughs) like because that's basically the the central thesis of the whole fucking movie um i'm trying to think of anything else um uh, uh you know obviously wardrobe obviously uh cinematography um all of that stuff uh and, oh it's funny it's funny yes yeah, it's, it's a pretty funny movie too like even if you just even if you're not there for the murder mystery you're just kind of there for the like dinner theater of of comic hijinks and shit yeah it's pretty funny um and i think that might be it um yeah oh and then i i I don't even know if this is a positive or negative but it seems like they're kind of confirming that benoit blanc is gay um in this universe i think i've seen it written about and hinted at on twitter but like there's no kissing there's no you know marriage or anything like i don't know you just kind of assume but then in the promotion daniel craig said it was reflect more closely reflective of his life so i don't know if he was trying to intimate something or not but um it just seemed like a you know uh possible diversity inclusion type of 
positive note if that is something that is true but i also don't know if that's something where they just want the credit for that and later we'll find out like no nah, he was just saying that shit to promote the film but i don't know um but yeah i think i kind of got into all of that stuff let's get all right so then let's get into the negatives okay it is long it's two hours and 20 minutes okay Another thing is, it is hard to catch the lightning in the bottle of Knives Out. It just is. I don't blame Rand Johnson for doing this movie. I know Netflix threw more money than God at him, and he was like, well, fuck it, I'll come up with something. But it wasn't hitting like that Knives Out to me. Now, part of that is that Knives Out was a complete mystery to me. When you see the trailer and all that stuff, it to me, it wasn't really... I wasn't sure what it was going to be and how it was going to unfold. I just saw the cast and I think that cast had different archetypes and was stronger. I think the family bonds made it a little more and being about inheritance and people playing against type. It made it like a little more uh, fun and unexpected and in this one you can't put the genie back in the bottle i know to expect a murder mystery i know to expect um you know these casts playing against type and stuff like that and so unfortunately i couldn't be blown away in the way it's not his fault but i literally just could not be blown away a second time and i'm already expecting a twist and i feel like two things happen at the end that kind of hurt the movie number one they did this thing i hate in all these fucking mysteries where they show you something and then they go back and show you something different that they that that they literally explicitly said didn't happen and if there's gonna be a mystery i would like to i will i think it's only right if you film a mystery movie that i should be able to watch the movie and solve it and it, look, if, if if it's not clever enough and I figure it out before your the, the 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 it's time that then I guess, you know, that's just tough luck, you know, and if it's too clever and it doesn't make sense, like like kind of what happened here, you lose a couple points from me because it's like you showed me dave batista's character pick up the drink by accident and then later you're like or did i or did you think that because that's what he said and i'm like no you fucking showed me you can't just trick me and be like i now i'm gonna show you the original thing that you missed it's like oh man that's so fucked up i i think it's more clever to leave it in there and see if i figured it out or not you know um and then so that's number one i don't like when they do that but then number two is this and i just think it was just hard for him it's just just hard to write this shit i'm sure but the big reveal to how clever everything is is how dumb everything is and it is exactly what you expect that is just this guy's a piece of shit that killed somebody out of greed and it it was just kind of like oh man because like they had some really clever stuff going with like Janelle Monet having a, a twin sister. Apparently, nobody know about. Mm. Uh, but you know, like they had something clever going with like that I, that angle as a way to solve the crime or or whatever. But it just gets so fucking cute at the end, 
and the stakes are completely thrown off to me like especially when they catch him dead to rights and he burns up the evidence and then she does this whole thing where she like destroys his mansion and then takes his secret fuel that he's supposed to be working on and explodes his whole mansion and shit and it's just like all to get him to confess and then get the people to admit like we betrayed your sister but now we're gonna go in court and unperjure ourselves like they're still unreliable witnesses okay i'm not i'm no lawyer but i'm pretty sure these motherfuckers all perjured themselves uh the first trial uh there might have a bit of a credibility issue the second trial when they like actually i did see him do the murder but yeah so it was just it got too cute at the end I would have rather someone just fucking shot the dude, to be honest. It's just cause, because it got so cute. Like, y'all made the dude untouchable, blew up his island, and then you're like, and I'm sure justice will be done. I'm like, what? This woman's sister was murdered. Why is this? Uh, why is y'all seem to be taking a lot of liberties with just trusting the system to hold this white man accountable? Um, I think also the reason you're seeing a lot of mixed reviews and I saw a lot of reviews on like comments on Twitter and I, and they loved it. Right. And from the, the most of part, I saw they loved it. And I was like, oh, it must be really fucking good. I can't believe Rian Johnson pulled this off after the first movie because I know everybody was expecting. Uh, here we go with a murder mystery. And it's very hard to do that twice. Yeah, I realize why they like it, because like everything on Twitter, it's about Elon Musk. And because this is a movie that you can imagine is taking shots at Elon Musk, I don't even think it's that much of a stretch. I think it really was. It, they love it extra hard because they're like, he's on our side and he's saying Elon Musk is a piece of shit. And I'm like, he is a piece of shit. And I get that this dude's on our side. That's not that revelatory or fascinating or enough to make a movie good to me. Um you know and so i think it may be getting a bump based on how twitter heavy or elon musk hate heavy you are but i just felt like those are the flattest parts of it because yeah i like when they reveal he's a douche i'm like who's this a reveal to you know like and he's actually not that smart he said embreviate i'm like yeah i who was thinking that was a word or smart like yeah so i i guess depending on how you feel about that it can hit you different you could be like oh oh i see the white billionaire is not a good man he's not a good guy for me i was like yeah i thought we got that squared away when we first met him and he greets everyone on the beach you know what i mean <laughs> like i don't i'm not the wokest motherfucker in the world and i'm not one of the like there's no good such thing as a good billionaire that person but i mean they never really made ed norton's character very likable um i also thought and i don't know why Rian johnson did this in the press because he said dave batista is the best wrestler turned actor and so i read that quote before i saw the movie i hate i didn't mean for it it was just it was the title of the headline i couldn't avoid it i didn't even read the article just the the title and uh i gotta say man first of all uh batista's good um is obviously a very low bar when you bring up wrestlers is basically the rock um batista and john cena is mine though i think john cena is a better 
actor than uh than Batista. And I, I don't mean like by a long shot, but a, a definitive amount to me after watching Peacemaker, I was like, oh, this motherfucker is a powerhouse. Like he that 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 TV show, he carried that shit and he gave you everything. He left that shit on the fucking floor, dog. That shit was like Larry Bird getting you know helped off the court because his fucking back gave out but he was still giving you 37 points eight rebounds and and four assists like it like that that performance and that that changed my entire view of scene i already thought he was good at comedy and i said oh okay this guy's he's got some chops but uh after peacemaker the amount of like tonal difference in different scenes not just all silly goofy shit but some of it being like pretty dark you know depressive shit and then bringing it back to comedy and it coming back to darkness yeah man that that's my man so anyway i say all that to go oh dave bautista must have fucking killed this role because why else would Rand johnson say that shit you know nigga he killed him first he he in the movie the shortest amount of time and what the fuck what the fuck is that bro you know what i'm saying that's like going it's like if i said uh you know what you know who the greatest basketball player of all time is um brian scalabrini it's like what you brian scalabrini plays three minutes a game what are you doing that's how this felt like if he is that dude give him more than just being the guy who sells mana spirit uh uh ed pills you know get that dude a bit more chops give him more of a role give him some dramatic moments almost everything with him was like either comedic or straightforward and i, I thought it was a disservice to batista because i if you think he can handle more you should give him more and him being the first nigga to die was just kind of some to me uh, underutilization of that character and honestly you could have killed almost any of the other characters and it would have been more interesting to me because some of these motherfuckers were kind of one-dimensional and um and i would have liked to see them go as well i also thought it was weird that he he kind of had ethan hawk in this movie and he doesn't do shit um unless i just miss some shit that went over my head this nigga was just there going don't pay any attention to me and i'm like is this part of like y'all setting up a trilogy or something and he's gonna come back in the next film or something i, I don't know maybe i missed some details of that but um yeah but uh those are my main dislikes of it i, I don't mean to shit on this too hard but uh let's go ahead and score it i think i get this only like a three maybe two and a half I, it didn't blow me away it, it, and I think it's just got it to its detriment. Unfortunately, it's hard to follow up that first one. And I think this should illustrate something. Now I keep harping on. I'm sorry, but it is very fucking hard to make IP into franchises and put some motherfucking respect on Marvel's name. This shit is hard. <laughs> You know, like just like taking something from the ground up, being successful and being like, let's go do it again. Man, it, it ain't for the faint of heart. It ain't for the it ain't easy, you know. And so um, while I did like 
this movie more than i disliked it it was not as good as that first joint and it did not give me the same feeling it did not blow me away and and i'm and i'm and maybe it's just really hard to do a murder mystery but the trickeration at the end was a big turn off and ed norton was just not a great villain and there was no twist in finding out he was a bad guy it was just like of course he's a bad guy you've been saying he's a bad guy the whole time feels like you couldn't come up with something better than that so you just ended it with isn't the real mystery that we always knew he was a dick and it's like not really no that sounds like the movie should have been an hour after um anyway <laughs> oh man give it uh, and if you liked it i'm sure there's a lot of reasons to like it it just uh, it, it I may, and that's another thing i'll say murder mystery is not really my bag i'm not a mystery movie guy and uh especially with the cheap fake outs of like you thought you saw this but really you saw that and i'm like but you showed me that so i saw what you showed me and then you just went and showed me something new and told me that that's what really happened fuck you all right, y'all. That's it for this review. Thanks for listening. Oh, talk to y'all next time. Peace.